like us to start by praying for Nigeria. You see, when God was speaking to us, he was confirming exactly what was on my mind. Several of us are already losing hearts. Several of us are already getting weary. I remember before the election, we prayed with much more burden. Now the burden is waning. It's fading. But now we are going to pray again. I want us to read a scripture. Isaiah 42 from verse 21. Isaiah 42, 21 and 22. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will exalt the law and make it honorable. But this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. And they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prayer. And no one delivers. For plunder. And no one says restore. We are going to pray. Please. If you are strong, I would like you to stand up. I plead with you. If you are strong, you have, you have strength. You are not sick. I will plead with you to stand up because we are going to pray for Nigeria. And I want you to pray with all your heart. These people thought they have stolen this thing and that there is nothing else that could be done. Even to the, uh, if you are here and already you have accepted that result in your heart, you will start by asking God for forgiveness. Yes. You will start by asking God to have mercy on you. If you have accepted that result in your heart, you start by saying, God, please, I'm sorry. It's a lie. We do not accept lies. And the Bible says, whatever we allow on earth is allowed in heaven. And whatever we disallow on earth is disallowed in heaven. They can't override the church. They can't. So can you open your mouth and pray? We're going to take this song and then we'll pray. And Nigeria will be saved. And Nigeria will be saved. Holy Spirit will come down now and Nigeria will be saved. You believe it? And Nigeria will be saved. Oh, and Nigeria will be saved. Oh, Holy
permission us to keep praying. Kai, if if you just won the election like that, if PW had won like that, we may not have seen the hand of God. God will show himself strong in this nation. His purpose will not be frustrated. He will not let the wicked laugh at him. Ah. No, it will not happen. He will show himself. Thank you, Lord. Shine your light in our hearts. Shine your light in our hearts. Illuminate, illuminate our lives this morning. We cry out to you, dependable Father. Send your word. Anyone seek, send your word to heal. Anyone bound, send your word to lose. Anyone under chains and shackles, send your word to set that person free. We are in your presence and nobody comes to you and go back the same. You do not call the seed of Jacob to serve you in vain. Our gathering here this morning will not be in vain. Your purpose and your cancer over our lives will be achieved and maximized. Thank you, dependable Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated now. I want to thank God for this privilege. He's given me to stand before us to share his word. I want to thank the, the vicar and all the priests that are working with him for this privilege. Yes. And I'll be speaking on the topic that says strong overcomers abiding in the world. And I know that God will minister to us as we give ears to him. Let's quickly go to our text. First John chapter 2 First John chapter 2 from verse 12. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you have known the father. I've written to you, young men. I've written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Amen. If you have read um, The Battle for the Young by our brother, our daddy, Gilakoni, this scripture was the main anchor scripture for that message, of that text. He started talking about um, the, 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 the central issues in this passage, about the three stages of life that God was carefully, you know, listing out in this passage. 
God started talking about the little children. It's the stage of life. He started talking about the young men. And that is also a stage of life. Then he started talking about the fathers. And that is also a stage of life. And I want you to know that when God is talking about young men, he's using that word in a generic sense. He's not just talking only to, to, to boys or to men. He's also talking to women alike. So he said, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. Why? For his name's sake. When a man is a young man, a little child, or when someone is a little child, there are so many things he or she will do which may not mean so much. God will just overlook so many of those things. But once a man starts coming out from the stage of being a little child and you are entering into the stage of youthfulness, God will begin to take all your actions and inactions seriously. And today is uh, a youth Sunday, young people Sunday. So I'll be talking majorly to the young people, even though the parents too are not left out. Now, the Bible said talking to the young people about overcoming. And you cannot talk to a man about overcoming when there is actually no war. It is battles that bet overcomers. So the consciousness that God wants to draw us to this morning is that there are battles facing the young people. Battles. 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 Facing every young person. And God is expecting that we all will mount up with wings like eagles and overcome those battles. It is when you overcome those battles and you begin to say that this is an overcomer. There is no overcomer that is not without a battle. So the first prerequisite issue that God wants to be raising to us is to draw us to a consciousness of battles that are right before us, even as Christians, as human beings. Whether you like it or not, so long as you are on earth breathing, you are bound to face battles. You are bound to face challenges. Things that will rise in you to ask you, where is your God? Constant battles going on in the mind. And while I studied, I saw that the first place this battle starts is the mind. The battles of life start from the mind. And when a man is defeated in his mind, he is defeated on the ground. Once a man gives up, when you see someone commit suicide, the person has already given up in his mind. Oh, no wonder when the Bible says listing the equipment of warfare, the things that are called the armor of God. While I studied those equipments, I saw that Though they were not listed in the order, but the first prerequisite weapon that every man must put on is the helmet of salvation. If there is no helmet of salvation in a man's life, 
that man is not yet a soldier. And even if he rises to fight in the battle of life, he will soon fall because there is a major loophole in his armor. So because the battle of life starts from the mind, the first weapon to put on is the helmet of salvation. You cannot confront the world and have victory and become an overcomer without first surrendering your life to Jesus. Ask our fathers, young men and young people, ask our fathers that are doing well in life. You will realize that their life started making meaning from the moment they surrendered their life to Jesus. My life started making meaning from the moment I gave my life to Jesus. You know, there are battles and you cannot position yourself properly to fight these battles without surrendering your heart to Jesus. Battles. Battles. Ah. I am telling you battles. Every day, you move out on the road, you see battles. You are fighting with thoughts. Let's, let's, let's see the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. Battles. Second Corinthians 10 from verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. That is the first concern. Strongholds. Where are strongholds? Are they buildings? Are strongholds towers of Babel? No. Strongholds are in the mind. Strongholds. Ideas. Ideas, thoughts. I've talked with several persons that are bound by masturbation. I discovered that even before they realize that the name of what they're doing is masturbation, they have been deep into it. Strongholds. They don't know what happened. They just just start like this, and something whispered it into them. You may not understand. The concept of this battle is so serious that, Father, more than the best thing you can do for your child is to pray for that person. The first time a demon appeared to me, I was just a young child, around five or six. I was lying on my bed. My, mother's, my mom's room was in the next, next door. I was lying on the bed. I, I wouldn't say I was sleeping. I wouldn't say I was awake. I saw a very tall, huge, dirty-looking, rat-dressing woman with different kinds of dirty hair. She was standing beside me. And she turned her eyes and looked very fiercely towards me. And I wanted to shout, Jesus! She held me. And the only thing that rescued me was that my mom was praying in her room. I rose up and I heard my mom praying and crying. The best thing you can do for your child is to pray for the person. Why? Because there are wars confronting that person. Wars, battles of life. I've, oh, they came late at some point. I've given my life to Jesus. 
And I started fighting the battle by myself. I wonder, I slept and I dreamt. I saw myself on a table drinking alcohol. I was drinking this alcohol. I had I've emptied several crates already. And on top of the table were bottles, different kinds of bottles, green bottles. You know green bottles, yes. And I was drinking in that dream. And when I woke up, my tongue was still tasting alcohol. I've given my life to Jesus. So that you understand. My tongue, I could test my saliva, it was tasting alcohol. The, 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 the odor of the room was saturated by the smell of alcohol. And I asked God, what is this? He said, someone is somewhere saying that I am putting you inside a bottle of alcohol and you will drink and waste yourself. I said, so what do I do? He said, start speaking words. While we go into this study, I will, we'll get to a point where we'll begin to open our eyes. Because creation was made by utterances. Words. Words. Everything that was created on earth came first through words. And God said, begin to speak words. Battles. If not, I rose that day. By now, you may, that, you may not have known me. I would just be in, be in one corner. In one joint, drinking away my life. But that day, I rose. Something was angry inside of me. I woke up and I was very angry. And I got victory that day. Even before I went to work with Nigerian Brewers, I worked there for one year. There were free alcohol flowing up and down. And I said to myself, the first day one drop will enter my mouth, I will resign. And I had victory. I didn't just drink. God used me to deliver several drunkards. Battles, you may not understand. But you know that there are battles facing several young people here. Battles, thoughts, strongholds, imaginations. Let's just complete that scripture. Since for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For what? Pulling down strongholds. Casting down what? And say, casting down arguments and every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Battles. Battles. Thoughts. Imaginations. Flooding your mind. Clouding your heart. Battles. The Bible said that these things are called fairly darts. Fairly darts. It comes arm. Fiery darts. Battles. And you are a young person. And you are facing these battles. And you are facing it without Jesus in your life. How could, how could that be possible? Constant contention over your destiny. And you think you can do it without Christ. 
You think you can walk this path without engaging with the greatest warrior that has ever lived. The one that does not lose in battles. There are battles facing your life and your destiny. Constant wars. Opposing forces. Saying this one will never enter into God's ordained purpose of his life. You saw the drama they acted? That lady was a victim of battles. And her failure was that she didn't yield to the one who is able to save. Who is able to deliver to the uttermost those who come to him. Battles. You go to work, battles. You go to school, battles. You are working on the way, battles. Everywhere you are, constant battles. In your, in your house, your Lord. The, way, the place where you are living, your territory, battles. And how can you keep living? You think you can run like that? You think you can go far without making peace with the one who is able to sustain and preserve your destiny? That is the first call I'll be making this morning. For those that are here, you've not surrendered to Jesus. Whether you are a young person or you are old, you have made several mistakes, it doesn't matter. If you can come to him this morning, he's saying, come to me, all you that labor, and I heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. The man that drunk, that keeps smoking Indian hemp, and his, 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 his brain was confused, shattered, damaged. He never planned his life to go that way. Several young people who are wasting their way. They never planned their lives that way. Young person, you have not learned to fear God. You have not learned to keep peace with God. You have not learned to walk in the ways of God. And you think you can survive that way. It's not true. You might have money. Oh, there are easy ways to make money these days. You can have all the money in the world, but it's not about money. It's about fulfilling divine purpose. When you're about to die, you beat your heart and say, yes, I've run my race. I've fulfilled my cause. And there remained a crown for me. Battles, young person, whoever is under the sound of my voice, there are battles. And the devil is saying, this one will not end up in heaven. I will make sure. And decisions are being taken. Even while several of us were asleep. He said, why men slept? The enemy came and so ties. You wonder why they announced Nigerian result when we are sleeping. <laughs> Who does that? No nation does that. They say, check. A Nigerian sleeping, they say yes. They say, I hereby announce <laughs> the result of the presidential election. And they start calling the thing. And by the time people wake up, woke up, they already start <laughs> And you know, the morning is so peaceful that you just wake up, even when you hear bad news, you still have that peace. The morning has a way of keeping people at peace. 
Amen. So there are battles. And we can't face these battles and become overcomers without surrendering to Jesus. Without yielding to Jesus. Without asking him to come into our lives. And become our Lord and personal savior. Without asking him to come and become the governor of our lives. Because whether you like or die, the Bible says there is no discharge in this war. There is no discharge. You can't say, I am tired. I don't want to fight. <laughs> when you say you don't want to fight, that is when you are even, the battle has eaten you already. But the best place to be in this warfare is to be in the forefront. The best place to be is to engage the devil. To engage him full time wherever you are. In your office. You say wickedness will not happen here. Wherever you are in school, in your classroom. You say wickedness will not happen here. Not while I'm here. And when you want to take that decision and stand for righteousness, the first armor you need to put on is the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. If you are not saved, you are a prayer. Let's open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 from verse 4. He said, For whoever is born of God, he does what? He overcomes the world. He said, and this is a victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So once a man surrenders to Jesus, he receives the power to overcome. Once a woman surrenders his heart to Jesus, he receives an overcoming power. You begin to fight your battles from the victory point. Any other person who is outside of Jesus is already defeated even before the battle starts. But once you give your heart to Jesus and ask him to come in to become your Lord and your personal savior, you have taken a different position. The Bible said in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, he said, for he has translated those from the kingdom of darkness, where? Into the kingdom of his dear son. That is the first cause of victory. You need to, you need to, if you are here and you've not surrendered your life totally to Jesus, I pity you. Because I'm still wondering how you survive with all this tension that is everywhere. How do you manage to cope? How? With all this hardship everywhere. I wonder why people commit suicide. Why? They are already defeated. They already conquer. And the only thing they could do is the bidding. They do the bidding of the voice they keep hearing. 
voices that keep coming like arrows, fiery darts, they just yield to it. And the next thing, somebody will run and hold an electric wire. Why? Already conquered. Amen. Amen. Now, I'll quickly run through the other um, the other armors. And I'm going to list them in order as God, you know, directed me. One, like I said, is the helmet of salvation. For that helmet of salvation, we have read 1 John chapter 5, 4 to 6. You can also read John chapter 3, 5 to 8. Where Nicodemus came to Jesus. He said to Jesus, you know, he came to Jesus by night. He doesn't want to be seen by people. And Jesus said to him, he that is born of the flesh is flesh. But he that is born of the spirit of God is spirit. He is still trying to explain what it means to be saved. Then he went further. The next point is belt of truth. Belt of truth. After you surrendered your heart to Jesus, what next? You begin to search the scriptures in order to know the truth. You begin to look for the truth. You need to know the difference between true and truth. They are not the same. Something can be true, but it's not truth. The word of God is the truth. Everything that contradicts the word of God is a lie. Even your own personal life experiences. If you contradict the word of God, it's a lie. Yes, it can be true in your body. They say something is disturbing you. It can be true. You can feel it. Even scientifically, it can be proven with some test results. But what did the Bible say? We are healed by His. That is the truth. So when you give your life to Jesus, you begin to search the scriptures. You begin to look for the truth. You begin to look for the truth. You begin to look for the truth. John chapter 8 verse 32. He said, for you shall know the truth. John 8 32. You shall know the truth and the truth will do what? The truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. It's not set you free. The truth will make you free. Is there a version that you set you free? Confirm. The truth will make you free. Because making and setting they are not the same. It's not a one-time thing. The truth will make you free. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The truth will make you free. The next one is the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 24 to 27. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 
from verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears this word, these sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came. The rain, the flood, the winds, the wind blew and beat that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Say, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man, who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the flood came, and the wind blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. The rain, the wind, and the flood are all representing the battles. The breastplate of righteousness has two sides. The right standing and the right living. Right standing is what covers and shields our conscience. When a man gives his life to Jesus, before you came to Jesus, you have committed abortions. You have even killed someone. But when you come to Jesus, he will reposition you. And he will put you in a right standing with him. The first righteousness you will receive is not your own righteousness. That is why the Bible said we are the righteousness of God in where? In Christ Jesus. You receive a right standing with God. But that's not enough. That right standing is what equips you to begin to live rightly. The right standing puts a demand on us to live the right way. Breastplate of righteousness. Of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Quickly. Please, I would like to know when I have 15 minutes left. The next one is preparation of the gospel of peace. After you are saying living right, you begin to share the gospel with others. You are here. You enter bars. You sit around sinners and you neglect them. You do as if you didn't see them. Young person, you go to school, you sit in your class, you sit with sinners. People who are not yet saved, heading to hell, and you overlook them. That's another level of wickedness. You neglect sinners around you. Wickedness. You are not yet saved until others are saved through you. The evidence that you are saved is that there will be a hunger in your heart to see others saved. The provision of the gospel of peace. We are going to be praying and asking God for burden. <laughs> wow. Okay. The next one is faith like a shield. The shield of faith. With which we quench the fairy darts of the enemy. Faith. And you see, 
Then the next one is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The next one is praying with all prayers and, and supplication for and supplication in the spirit. Then the final equipment is perseverance and vigilance. Perseverance, perseverance and vigilance. First Peter five eight to ten. I don't have time to read that. Perseverance, you don't easily give up. You don't easily give up. If you want to pull down a wall, you don't pull it down in one day. You keep hitting. With even the hammer, you need, to, you need to keep hitting and hitting and hitting. So when the Bible says that weapon of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down strongholds, some thoughts will come to your mind and stay. You need to keep fighting. It's a warfare. Desires. Ungodly intentions. Warfare. You need to keep fighting. Some persons keep hearing voices. 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 You keep hearing something telling you you are a failure. You will never do well in life. Some voice will be telling you why you pray. Something is telling you your prayer will never be answered. Those voices, if I want to, if there is time now, I would have given opportunity for people to talk. So that you hear battles raging consistently in our minds. Voices. And how can we overcome these things? Persistence. You have to keep, you have to be persistent. Now, abiding in the word of God. You need to read the word of God. Isaiah 59, verse 19. Quickly, Isaiah 59, verse 19. I'll read 19b. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up what? A standard against him. You need to read the word of God. I don't know how many of us finished the Bible reading challenge we did. I don't know how many of us that takes Bible reading seriously. When you are reading the Bible, you are actually arming the spirit of God. You are giving him standards. Standards. You are giving him standards to hold up when the enemy will rise against you like a floor. You need to listen to the word of God. You need to make it, form it as a habit. To listen to the word of God. Always. Download the word of God. Either the Bible or messages that we preach here. There are several of them online. You need to download. Instead of playing worldly music. You want to overcome? Then you need to listen to the word of God. You need to study the word of God. Make it a habit to study the word of God. Always. Always. You wake up every morning during your quiet time. When you are doing nothing, you make a time to study the word of God. You need to learn to sing the word of God. You sing the word of God. You are driving. You are going anywhere you are going. Make it a habit to sing the word of God. You need to also make it a habit to memorize the word of God. I wanted to do a book review for us. The Heavenly Man. This book was talking about a young boy. Brother Yon, in China. In China, there was no Bible during, during his time. 
You need to get this book and read. This young man got born again at the age of 16. And he began to pray and ask God for Bible. He went to his mother and said, Mother, tell me about Jesus. The mother said, I've told you all that I know about him. He said, but I know that there is a book where everything about him was recorded. And then he said, what is the name of the book? He said, it's a Bible. He said, can you help me with the Bible? He said, but I said, I don't have. And nobody has. He said, but I know there is a pastor somewhere, very far away, you know, county in China. And they moved from their, their own county in Hemen, Hemen, and started going to that place. They went to that place straight all night and got to the place. And they pleaded with the pastor. Say, please, can you show us a Bible? The boy said, I just want to see it. If only I can see it, I'll be satisfied. Don't me, let me just cite it. The pastor said, if you need a Bible, a Bi the Bible is a heavenly book. And can only be provided for you by the heavenly man, heavenly God. You need to ask him to provide a Bible for you. The young man went back and went outside and got a large stone. Kept it beside his bed. And every night he would kneel on that stone and he's crying, God, send me a Bible. God, send me a Bible. He prayed for a month and he didn't get a Bible. He went back to the pastor. This time around he went alone. And said, so I've been praying for more than one month and I've been asking God for Bible. The reason why we don't take our Bible seriously is because we have all the sizes we need. You have big size, you have small one, you have all the versions in your phone, you have it everywhere. You don't take it serious. The boy prayed. He went back, he said, if you are serious, the God of heaven will want to know whether you are serious when you add fasting to your prayers. Please, if you look for this book and you don't find it, go to Peace House Bookshop. It was distributed by Peace House. Buy it, you need to read this book. It will change your perspective about Christianity. Because what we are doing here, we are just enjoying. We are enjoying. And he said, this time around, he went back. And he refused to eat. He started fasting. And praying every day for Bible. And he prayed for three months. Bible didn't come. He kept praying. He kept praying. At some point, he, he was doing as if he was losing his mind. His parents would say, you will lose your mind. He refused to give up. He kept praying. And he said one day he was, in his, he was praying and he slept off. And he had the revelation where he was, walking, he was walking up a hill, a stepped hill. And he was pushing a, 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 barrow, a barrow. He was going to beg for bread. And then he saw an old man with two servants walking down that hill. And they met him. They looked at him with so much compassion and they said... You look very hungry, he said, sir, I am very hungry. And the man put his hand on his uh, baggages and gave him something. He said, this is bread, I want you to eat it immediately. He said, he opened the bread to eat and he turned and it was a Bible. Ah, he woke up and he was looking for everywhere, looking for the Bible. It was like physical, he was looking for Bible everywhere. And he was weeping, he was looking for the heart in your house. The parents woke up and they held him. Ah, and the father looked at him and cried to him and said, God, my son is losing his mind. Please send him a Bible. And while they were praying, they had a knock on the door. A knock on the door. And they went to the door and they saw two persons. 
the two persons he saw, two servants that he saw in the dream, they came right there, physical. And they said to him, what? He said, four months ago, when you started praying, God came to our, our guy in a faraway village and asked him to release his Bible. This is a minister, but he suffered so much for the gospel. He dug the ground and put his Bible in a container and buried it. He said, God told him, dig out that Bible since you are not reading it and send it to a boy. He described the house, described the way the boy looks and told, God, told the man the name of the community and the man sent his two servants. The man delayed and the more the man delayed, the more the boy was praying. Perseverance. And he said he got that Bible. He read it day and night. And within 28 days, he has memorized from Matthew chapter 1 to Matthew 28. You need to get this book and read. Memorizing scriptures. And finally, you need to meditate on the word of God. You need to meditate on the word of God. And meditation comes like, I can stay like this for hours. I am thinking, the Lord of hosts is my father. The way the thing used to do me, I can't say, I will just for more than three hours, I am just meditating. The almighty God, the one that created the heavens and the earth, is my father. It will, I will meditate on it until it overwhelms me. Just one verse. First John chapter 5 of, from verse 4 to 5. If you meditate on that scripture alone, there are so many things you will just overlook. All those little, little bears that will cry around your house and you are afraid. It will no more make meaning to you. Those cockroaches that move about and you are scared. It's because you have not learned to meditate on the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 28. And you need to also learn to speak the word of God. You need to learn to speak the word of God to yourself. That is how we recreate things. And all the animals are connected to the word. Faith is believing the word of God. Prayer is speaking the word of God. Is that not? The sword of the spirit of course is the word of God. Helmet of salvation is trusting in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Which is the word of God. Breastplate of righteousness, you cannot live right. Is the living right is doing the word of God. You see how much we need the word of God. I want to say this before we pray. We are in the last days. If you read Matthew chapter 28, Matthew 24, Matthew, just take down the scriptures because the great tribulation will soon come. Matthew chapter 24, if you want to know more about the great tribulation, Matthew 24, 15 to 31. Mark chapter 13, 14 to 27. Luke chapter 21, 20 to 28. Revelation chapter 7 from verse 9 to 17. These scriptures spoke to us as scriptures that will make you to understand that we will be in this world when the great tribulation will start. Rapture will take place after the great tribulation. And Jesus said, he said, if that day is not shortened, even the elect will not be saved. That is our own salvation. 
that that day will be shortened. So, no matter what happens, because we know too much of the word of God, you cannot survive the great tribulation if you don't know the word of God. And now we have time. We are comfortable to take time to study the scriptures, to show down things, and give the word of God the attention it deserves. But several times we just go about watching movie, playing game, and doing so many things. Let's rise up and pray. The word of God. Abiding word. Staying in the word of God. No matter what challenges it in your heart. The Bible said the word of God is settled in heaven. The word of God is settled in heaven. The word of God is settled in heaven. You, your, the word of God can be under, under contention in your life, but it is settled in heaven. It is settled in heaven. You need to f- focus on the word of God. You need to quote and tell, speak the word of God to yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. Sometimes I just keep meditating on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. I will be quoting. I will be meditating on it. Do you know what it means? That the Lord of hosts is your shepherd. The almighty God. He that is above, that is above all things. Is your own shepherd. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? Can you talk to God? Say, God, create hunger for your word in my heart. Create hunger for your word in my heart. Create hunger for your word. Make your word to be alive in me. Make your word to be alive in my heart. Make your word to become living. 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 The word of God is quick. And sharper than two edges saw. The word of God is quick and powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than two edges saw. Can you make a commitment to God this morning? And say, God, I am making a fresh commitment to you. I must depend on your word. I must live by your word. I must study the word of God. I will not play with your word. Yes. Science may say a different thing, but the word of God says a different thing. Which one will you choose? Your tradition says a different thing, but the word of God says a different thing. Which one will you believe? Which one will you believe? Thank you, Jesus. Have your way in us. Incline our hearts to your word. Will your word comes under contention in our hearts. Help us to side with you. Help us to take sides with you. When the word of God is being contended by the tradition of man, by policies, principles, imaginations, ideas, help us to stand with you. Make your word living in us. 
Make your word living and active in us. Make your word living and active in us. In the name of Jesus. Create an unsatiable hunger for your word in our hearts. Unsatiable hunger. Hunger that nothing on earth can satisfy. Hunger consuming overwhelming we pray for the sick anyone sick in this place we stand as a church and we set that person free we lose you from the bondage of sickness in the name of Jesus Amen.